You're listening to the weekly podcast of Citizens Church with Pastor Chris Norman. For more information on the work that God is doing through Citizens Church, please visit us online at citizenschurch.org. Well, Vision Sunday, and what we've entitled this is Moving Beyond Where We've Been. Tell your neighbor, say, you got to go beyond. Tell them, say, you got to go beyond. 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 Here's, and it's real. It's, it's, it, the reality of it is this, is that if you don't move beyond where you are, you're going to get stuck where you are, right? Again, like, you know, if you don't move beyond what you see around you right now, you're going to get stuck in the middle of what you see uh, around you right now now. And God's desire, God's heart for us, his heartbeat for us is he, he always wants to move us beyond. So Jeremiah 29, 11, here's what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have toward you, declares the Lord. Plans to, pause with me for a second. We're going to say this word together. There's some of you that are uncomfortable with this word. I'm going to make you say it anyway. Okay. His plans are to, someone say it. Okay. Listen, say it with me. His plans are to prosper you not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Now, this is God's heart. He's revealing it to you. And his heart is to prosper you. And you, you see it all over scripture. You're bringing up verse after verse after verse after verse. And some of you, when you hear that, you're like, you get uncomfortable because what you're thinking, prosper, baby, come on, like we're going to have, we're talking money, Mercedes, and mansions, right? Like, come on. I knew I was in the right church, right? Or some of you, totally the wrong church. Let's run, right? But here's what you need to understand. Maybe those things aren't bad, those things are bad, but that's not what God's talking about here. Like, when God talks about prospering for you and prospering you, do you know what it is? It's just God just moving you forward. God just, that you just keep moving. Here's what God says. My plan for you is to, is to keep moving forward, to keep moving beyond where you are, to keep moving beyond where you're stuck, to keep moving beyond even the things you've dreamed, just, just to keep moving forward in every, every area, area of your life. I'm preaching so good, I'm ahead of myself. Come on, everybody. Um, he wants to move you forward in every aspect. And so here's what I want you to do real quick. Do this with me. I'm going to ask you a question. Where are you? Where are you? And just kind of in your life, go through and think, well, where am I? Where am I in my, in my marriage? Where am I in my, some of my relationships? Where am I in... in Gosh, where, where am I? My parenting? Maybe some of you, your parenting. I could just start kind of, where are things right now? And some of you would look and you'd say, well, you know where I am right now, Pastor Chris, I look, and it's, I'm just, I'm good. Like, it's all good. Well, first I look and say, good. That's good. I'm glad you're good. But God still wants to move you beyond. You mean God wants to move me beyond what's good? He wants to move you beyond what's good. Matter of fact, I, I actually think we, we rob ourselves sometimes because we become okay with good. And actually God wants to move you into what's great. And often we can't move into great because we settle with what's good. But God says, I, I, I've got more for you. I've come to give life and life what? Abundantly. Literally, life through the roof. So, so here's an example. For, for, for example, when I got married to my wife, my beautiful wife, like way out of my league, Tatum, right? It was good. Actually, let me be honest with you. It was not so good, was it, Tate? Like for the first couple years, we fought hard. Like you put two people together that both are, are strong-willed, both know how to dig in their feet, I tell you, is a lot. There's a lot of fighting going, a lot of sparks, right? If you could get that running in the same direction, you're going to do okay. 
But you know, everyone would tell us, well, it takes a year to get it figured out. It took us a lot longer than a year, okay, to get it figured out. But can I tell you, we're on th- year three to five. It's not getting good. Seven, eight, it was, it was good. We have now been married for 20, 25 years. I know some of you, you're looking, aren't you like 30? You're like, no, no. We've been married, listen, for 25 years. And can I tell you something? Our marriage is not just good, it's great. We have a great marriage. I love that woman, and for all I could tell, she loves me right back, everybody. We have fun with each other. Like, I, 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 man, she, I, she's all I need. I just, I love her. I love my family. My family is great. And I say that to you because I could have settled that good 10 years ago because we got there. But Tate and I have always been, no, we're going to have a great marriage. And we want to help others have a great marriage. And I'm telling you, we have a, a great marriage. And it's better everywhere in every single way, year after year after year. We look at each other and go, I don't, I don't know how it got better, but it did. Can I tell you how it got better? We got Jesus at the center of it. I know he wants to move us beyond. So we don't get lazy in where we are at good. We keep pushing forward into what's better. And we have a great marriage. And I'm just saying that to you so you can realize that, that even when you go, it's all good. Where are you? God wants to move you beyond. You're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, okay, good. I'm glad you're good. God's got more. Please listen to me. It's just heart. Prosper you. Keep moving forward. Even from what's good and on to what's great. So others of you go, well, well Pastor, I'm not so good. Not so good. Like, I, I, I've had some setbacks. I've had maybe some setbacks in my marriage and setbacks in, in um, my home and at work. And, and what I want you to know, God, want move, God wants to move you forward. And, and God we can and will take every setback and use it as a setup to move you forward into what he has for your life. Every single time. It's just called you having faith, leaning in, believing, pressing on. Come on, God wants to move you beyond. Tell your neighbor, Come on, he wants to move you beyond. He wants to move you beyond. He wants to move you beyond. He does. So no matter where you've been or where you are, God wants to move you beyond. And that's true for you, and that's true for our church. So here's what I want to do. I want to share with you a few things about our church and how you can be praying for our church. So let's look at the landscape of our church real quick. I asked you, where are you? Where have you been? Look around. Let's look around the 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 context of our church. Do you know that God has done some incredible things in our church? Honestly, really miraculous. And I'm gonna share with you some statistics and some some numbers. And what I wanna do is I'm gonna ask your permission, and whether you give it to me or not, I'm gonna do it. Um, to, I just wanna talk to you from, in my mind, I'm going 2021 on. Man, 2020, I don't even wanna talk about it. 2021, we launched, in my mind, we launched afresh as a church. And it's just the reality. We, we, man, we just had a launch all over again. And I'm grateful for every single one of you that, that were here, that helped us to launch, that leaned in after all we've been through, and said, let's launch this thing. And since 2021, I want you to know, church, that you've invested, financially, you're investing, and I don't talk about this enough, but I need to. You're investing outside of this church in both local and global missions all over the place. And over this last year, and just, just over a year, you've, you have personally, Citizens Church has given, given out toward local and global missions $71,983. Listen, 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 to help, listen, you're planting churches. 
Like you've planted churches in the last year and a half that, that Tatum and I are directly involved in, in coaching and, and training, and we've given money to help plant churches. Those churches have reached people who are now reaching more people. People are giving their lives to Jesus at churches that you've planted through your resource that you've helped young couples run. And now they're turning around and they're, they're giving money to missions and you've been a part of that. You know, I think it's some of the best investments you can make because it's a multiplication effort, right? So you've invested in planting churches. I mean, you've invested in everything from our Christmas mall to share the love, our backpack jam and getting backpacks in the hands of kids. Summer blast, everybody. Listen, we, charge, we started charging 30 bucks. Just so you know, it don't cost $30 a kid. It's way more than $30 a kid. But you guys are the ones who've come in and helped close the gap between what we're charging and what it actually costs. You guys have invested in Serve Day, One Day LA. If those of you know, One Day LA, we had... Bieber come out and share his testimony and all that in L.A. You were a part of that and helping serve and make that Vox Nights here at Citizens. And we've been doing all of that locally. When you think of globally, we have, we have partners that we, we are run deep with, like we got relationship with. It's not just people that we've Googled and, hey, let's give them money. No, like we have relationship with people. Um, Tate and I go with these organizations and spend some time with them once a year to kind of hear where they're at and, and, um, and through those missions organizations, I'll give it to you, like, we, we partner with Convoy of Hope. It's one of our primary partners that we work with, Convoy of Hope. And through our partnership with Convoy of Hope, and our, you guys have helped to um, provide over 160 shipping containers filled with supplies to the refugees in, in Ukraine over these last several months, 160, like, shipping containers. Like, you know what that is, right? This is, like, showing us about, like, a container, like a shipping container, 160 of them. And then over, since the crisis began, you have helped to provide 2.2 million meals to over 400,000 refugees all across Europe. And you guys are doing that. Come on, everybody. Give yourselves a hand. You're doing that. Through our, through our partners, we have helped to put thousands of Bibles in hands of children all across the wor world through our partnership with, with One Hope. And I'm telling you, we run deep with people, relationship with them, and, and we're doing that. Thousands of Bibles, like millions of meals, and you guys are making that happen. I, I want you to understand this. Here's where I will go back to 2014 from when we launched. From the moment we launched to right now, you guys have invested locally and globally $587,861.80. Come on, somebody. Over half a million dollars. You've invested into the world. Come on. And to seeing God, to see just like lives changed. You're doing that. You're doing that. Listen, with our students since May, we have in our student ministry almost grown four times over since May in student ministry. Something happening in the air at student ministry. Pray for Tate and I. It's at our house. We need a bigger house. I'm kidding. We don't have a bigger house. We just need more room for our kids, which I'm talking about a little bit. Um, summer internship. Remember the summer internship? Last year, we had like about six students with us or college students with us. This year, we had 14. It doubled. I'm telling you, next year, we're going to have like 30 plus with us. I got students already wanting to be a part of the internship that took place here at Citizens last year. So many of you housed them. You put them in your homes. You loved on them. Can we just thank the people that helped make that happen? Come on. These are, to be in that to be in that internship, you got to say, like, I feel called to ministry. And I want you to know, in our heart, we will someday have a ministry school where we just do this full time. We just pour into students that, that feel called in, into ministry. And this is the beginning of it. I'm telling you. 
That, that 14 will turn into 30, 30 will turn into 60, 60. Come on, 120. We're going to have, we're going to be reaching hundreds and training hundreds of students in, in the ministry God's put inside their heart. Summer Blast this year grew 2020. One, 2021, 2020, we did not have one. 2021, there was 1,000 participating. And this year in 2022, there's 1,300 people participating in Summer Blast. Come on, that's 900 kids and 400 volunteers. You guys made that happen. And listen, here's what we get really excited about. You've been clapping up till now, but come on, somebody lean in. We saw 300 kids make first-time commitments at Summer Blast. Come on. And... You gave away 300 plus Bibles. Like we, and the Bibles work like this. We'll give you a Bible if you don't have one. And we're handing out Bibles to kids who've never held a Bible in their hand before. And you did that 300 times over at Summer Blast. Come on somebody. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's an amazing C team that makes all this happen. Our, 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 our incredible team, our our unpaid staff around this place that makes it happen. And we got 120 people every week. Come on, making this thing happen every single week. When it comes to our crews, people doing life and with each other, last season uh, two, uh, in 2021, it was about 200 people together in crews. And this last season that we just closed out, we saw 357 people just being involved in, in crews every single week, having their lives changed in the context of community. Come on, I'll keep going. Let me talk to you about attendance real quick. A lot of you don't know this because you haven't been around since the beginning part of 2021, but let me tell you what's going on. We started back after COVID and everything, and our average for January 21 with January and February, average attendance with kids and everything was about, about 300 of us. And... Um, that's where we were. I mean, we just came back and just said, let's just do this thing. About 300 of us. Today, over the last about five weeks or so, we've been averaging around 650 um, every single weekend. Okay, every weekend here with the kids and everything. Now, now listen, listen, listen. So you know, that's, you do the math, that's 115% growth in just over a year. 115% growth. That's a lot. We've been seeing God grow, us as a church. We're reaching more people. We're seeing more lives changed. We're seeing more addictions broken, more families healed. We're seeing, come on, more kids come to know Jesus and love Jesus. And God's doing that in our midst. Come on, church, amen. If you do the math on that, which I think you can, and you flip it forward, if we grow another 115% over this next year and a half, we will be a church of about 15, 1,600 people. And I, you hear me go, well, why do we talk about numbers? Because it matters. I'm just telling you, we have to be good stewards of what God is doing in our midst of what God wants to do. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a futurist. If you don't know me, I'm a futurist. Have anyone ever taken the strength finders? I'm in strength finders. I'm a futurist. I'm always thinking about the future. That can be really frustrating if you're next to me on staff all the time, you want to celebrate what happened, but I'm like, but, but tomorrow, but tomorrow. And I just think God's built me that way. I think ahead, I see ahead, and I know we will be a church again of, of 1,500, 1,600, 1,800. God's gonna keep, not because, we could, not because we want to pat ourselves on the back, go, oh, look at what we, no. Because, listen, between now and the day we see Jesus face to face, we're gonna run with everything we got to see more people come to know Jesus. Come on, more lives change, more. Like, we just wanna go after more, Okay. And so God's just been doing some wild things in our midst. 
You know, at Easter, we had 1,023 people at Easter. Yes, we counted to the, to the person. 1,023 people with us at Easter. And get this, listen, everybody. On Easter alone, we saw 38 commitments to Jesus. People who made decisions to follow Christ. Come on, everybody. And since January of 2021, we have seen 241 people in this place make a commitment to follow Jesus. And when I say that, I mean they legitimately gave their life to Jesus. They filled out a card. They sent it in. They got followed up on. They got, right? And then we've seen baptism after baptism. God is just doing some cool stuff in our midst. And can we just thank God for all he's doing in our midst, everybody? Amen? Come on. That's where we are, and God wants to move us beyond. He wants to move us beyond. And so here's two things I want you praying when you, when you think about and pray for our church. The first one, anyone want to guess? The first one, someone say facilities. Yeah, someone say facilities. Hey, let me give you two things to pray for our church. The first one's facilities. Um. First of all, I want you to understand this. We are absolutely grateful for the Fox Theater. We are grateful for the Lodge. We're grateful for the, come on, few of you are grateful. We're grateful for First Press. We're, we're grateful. When, when COVID hit, we were at the University of Redlands. and We were at our Beaumont campus at Starlight Elementary. Both were just cranking, doing well. And when COVID hit, we were told we could not return to either of those locations. And so we canceled church and went online because we had to. We had nowhere to meet. No one was willing. And for 10 months, we, we created content and sent it out into the YouTubes, everybody. That's what we call it at our house, the YouTubes, right? You sent it out just kind of hoping and drinking. Like, do we still got a church? I don't know. And, and man, I, we are just grateful that Eddie and the team here at the Fox Theater, they opened up the facility to us to let us start meeting here again. You guys, there are churches that were set up and tear down during COVID that, that did not make it out of COVID because of facility stuff. But God has just been gracious to us in providing this space for us. But here's the deal. As we're growing, we got to make a move. We have got to make a move. Right now, what's happening with our kids' space, it's absolutely packed out and crammed. And we were over at First Presbyterian, but as we were growing, <laughs> the, we're getting kind of loud. I know, citizens, if you know this, you guys are loud a little bit. And, and uh, you just couldn't fit over there and move. So we moved back here. And, and the whole experience for our kids kind of goes down. And now we're cramming them in rooms. I got Miss Kayla running our kids' ministry. She's filled with vision. And she goes, I just need to split this class so we can do more of them. And, and I'm at this point, I'm like, Kayla, I don't, we don't have any room. We don't have any room. I don't know what to do. Just put, put some makeup on the pig. Make it look as good as you can. And let's just keep going. But I'm telling you, it's always our cap. We always grow. And then the, the facilities is just kind of, we can't keep moving with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm good friends with a lot of the pastors here locally. And I'm telling you, they love us. But they also want to see us go get our own building, everybody. Like, they always, they call us the 10,000-pound gorilla in downtown Redlands on Sunday morning. Because, I mean, come on, think about it. parking and all these issues that, that we're dealing with. We, we've got to make a move. And I want you to know we're always focused on it. I mean, I see something where it's purpose-built classrooms for our kids, purpose-built facilities for us here. And I, mean, I want to see us where we're hanging out again outside. And you come to church, feel like you can just hang out all day if you want to. We'll, we'll feed you lunch. I'm serious. I want to have like that stuff. Like just do life on a Sunday, you know? 
It's game day. We watch a little game together. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, coach, right? And, and um, just threw that in there. It wasn't in my notes, just for you. So we see that, everybody. And I just want you to know we got to make a move, and we're working on it. And outside of another church giving us their facility, like another purpose-built facility giving us a facility, which can happen. It happens all the time. If you know of a church that you think might want to give us their facility, <laughs> ask them. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to ask them. Um, uh, outside of that, we got to lease something, we got to buy something, and we got to build something out. This is what has to happen. And um, so you know I want you to pray and keep looking with us. We, we're going to need, I used to say, twenty to 25,000 square feet. We need, I'm gonna, I'll go 18,000 if, if we have to, because that will allow us to seat about, about, about 600 in a main auditorium, give room for kids, and we just need ample space. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, we need about 18 to 25,000 square feet. We need it to be freeway close down in Redlands. People come to us all the time with like, well, there's this thing out by the Redlands airport in the middle of nowhere. And there's, listen, we pull from like 20-something different cities Okay, and so we gotta stay freeway close for now. After we get our first location permanent, we'll start going into multi-site campus and all that and put churches in, in, in closer to other places. But our first one, we gotta lock in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Make sense, everybody? And so be praying, be praying, be praying. And here's why I just wanna get really candid with you. We work so hard behind the scenes. I wish I could let you guys see how hard we work to find this, to make this happen. I mean, we got drawings as a church. We got CAD drawings, like where we've invested money and resource to draw up, to draw up plans on more buildings than you want to know about in this city. Like we know because we've done it, presented it to the city, haven't been able to make it happen because of parking, this, that, or the other. Matter of fact, this day you're in right now, the reason we said beyond where we've been is we were supposed to be moving into a new facility. This Sunday, it was going to be everything, all this move. Let's go beyond where we've been. Welcome to your new facility. I mean, we had it all laid out. It's this beautiful campus venue with parking and, oh, and, and amazing facilities that we can grow in. Kids space that's purpose built. They weren't using it on, on Sundays. And just beautiful campus. And we thought we were going to make it happen. And it all just kind of unraveled at the end. And I say that because I just need you praying for your staff, praying for your team. Because I'm telling you, I could tell that story 18, 19. I don't even count anymore because I'm trying to stay, stay, keep my heart in a healthy spot, right? I could just keep moving on. God, you said no. God, you said no. God, you said no. And I believe every closed door is going to lead us to God's open door. Amen? And we keep moving forward till we find it. And we're going to find it in Jesus' name. We're going to find it. So someone say facility. And with that, here's the second thing I want you to be praying for our church is what we, is finance, facility and finance, okay? There's so many other things going on in our church, but I, and, and they're all going, well, our staff is just crushing it. We've got amazing staff right now. We've got, I mean, we got a dream team staff right now. I told you in the beginning of the year that we were going to hire new staff. Man, how many of you loving some Pastor Trey and Kayla and come on the team making it happen? And we got an incredible team, Chris and Carr and, and just everybody. Everybody's just got an incredible, incredible team. Um, brought Kelsey on to help with kids. Just, it's great stuff happening. But when I talk about the finances of it, here's what I want you to understand is that as a church, what throttles vision forward is finance. Like finance actually sets the pace for how fast we move into the vision that God has. It sets the pace for facilities, staffing, what we do, what we don't do. Finances set, set the pace. And so I just want to ask you to pray that as we're as we're knocking on doors and we're pushing forward and we're running after more lives changed and we're running, that God would just provide all in all areas of our finances. Even in the midst of 
of the season we're in right now where so many are getting pinched because of our, our economy. Uh, Dustin shared with me this week that they did a, a bunch of um, study for Red Bull and, and they found that 81% of people right now in the nation have made major adjustments to their spending and their giving because of what's happening in, in the economy. Obviously, that, that comes and affects the church, just so you know. And it's, I say it just so you know. I mean, it's just the reality. So I want you guys praying for our finances as we run forward. We're healthy. We always make adjustments. And, we're, and I mean, thank God for such a wise board of, of uh, our financial board here at the church that keeps us a, a, adjusting and making moves that we got to make in the middle of everything changing. But pray for our finances um, because everything we do costs money. I don't know if you know that. It just does. And everything that we're going to do, the more we're going to do, is going to cost even more money. And, and the finances help set the pace of that. Giving, so you know, is a part of our worship. And then what God does is he uses our worship to fund ministry. It's beautiful. God says, worship me with your giving. And as we give, it's a way of saying, God, I trust you, not this paper. And then God then uses that to fund ministry and to, and to see more lives changed. And I want you to know that we got some rock stars at this church. We have some rock stars at this church. 90% of our budget is made up from 20% of our congregation. We got some rock stars at this church. There are people who continue to give week after week, week after week to support the, the mission of the church, the gospel that we're preaching here at the church. Can we just thank the rock stars of our church, everybody? Come on. I'm telling you, it's because of you. It's because of you that we get to preach the gospels because of you we get to see lives change. You guys are making that happen. And I want you to know, listen, it's some of you, you're like, I don't got a lot, I can't get. Remember the, the, the widow's mite, she gave of what she could and God and Jesus said that she gave more than the guy that showed up and gave you know, thousands that he found in his couch cushions. Why? Because it costs her more. And God said, I'm gonna, I, I, she gave more because she get, gave out of her lack where everybody else gave out of her, their abundance. And I just want to tell you, I see you and I'm so blessed by you, every single one of you that continue to give and make this thing happen. When you think about our church, may, would you just be praying for facilities? Would you just be praying for our finances as we move forward? I pray about your part. God, what's my part? What's my part um, in it all? And then also I know there's some of you, you find yourself in a spot where you can give an exorbitant amount. <laughs> Man, listen, if that's you and God's moving on your heart to help expedite the mission of Citizens Church, I want you to know we don't love you more than everybody, but we love you, okay? And, and, and come on, let's run. Like it is time. Let's run. And if God's put you in that spot, um, let's talk. We'd love, to, we'd love to run with you and, and let's live out some dreams together. Let's watch God build something that we could hand to another generation and see legacy after legacy and life after life and generation after generation changed by what we do in these moments, what we do in these seasons. Amen? So when you think about your church, I'm telling you, we got to make a move and we're going to. Probably going to need to move into some other semi-permanent before we move into a permanent unless another church gives us their facility. But, but be praying. When you're at a stoplight, you don't know what to do. Pray for your church. Pray for your church. Pray for your church. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, pray for your church. Tell them, pray for your church. And here's what I want to do in these last moments. I want you to understand our prayer for you. Because everything we do as a church and everything we're aiming at as a church, man, it all, it all comes back to you. Our vision is focused on you. Our prayer for you is this, is that as you get around this place, as you get involved in this place, 
that you would experience God's love. God's love is a love that is endless and is ceaseless. God's love is a love that the more you know about it, the more you know that you can't know everything about it because it's endless. And I want you as you get around this place to experience more of God's love. I want you to find hope. I want you to experience healing in your life. And I want to see you go beyond where you are. Always. I want you to go beyond in your marriage. I want you to go beyond with your family. I want you to go beyond where you've been. I want you to go beyond what you've seen. I want to see you go beyond where you've been stuck. I want to see you go beyond what you've been dreaming. I want to see you go beyond what you've been hoping. I just want to see you go beyond. And I know that God uses the local church just to help people keep moving forward into everything he has for them. And that's our prayer, is to help you keep taking steps. Someone say, take a step. I want to see you take a step forward from where you are and on into everything God has for you. That's our hope and prayer and dream for everyone. They just keep taking steps. And here's some things you need to take some steps into today. Some of you, the step you need to take is you need to take a step into knowing God. Come on, you gotta know God. And everything we do is we just wanna help you take that first step. There's some of you in here today who do not yet know God. And this is my prayer before you leave here in a few moments, you know God. Because listen, before you know God, you, you run around trying to find life in things that are never meant to give you life. And you, you tell yourself, if I, if, I, if I have this, it's going to give me life. And here's what you do. Come on, I'm explaining some of you right now. You go and you get it, and it doesn't give you life. You thought it would, it doesn't. And then you jump into this thing called the crazy cycle. You know what the crazy cycle is? You jumped into a thing hoping it would give you life. It doesn't give you life. And so you tell yourself what you need for life is more of the thing that didn't give you life. And so you're like, I just need more of it. I need more of it. I need more. And it, and it doesn't give you life. So you are running around and at, at the end of a dead-end cul-de-sac, just in circles. It's the, it's, it's the crazy cycle. And you're stuck. And God steps in with the gospel and says, you don't have to stay stuck. Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. Literally, life through the roof. Life outside the darn cul-de-sac that you find yourself stuck in. God says, stop being stuck. In the, in the book of... In the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 18, at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, he said this. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, recover your sight of the blind, and to set the oppressed free. There's some people who are oppressed all around us. Some of you might even find yourself oppressed. What's that feel like? It feels like you're just kind of held back. You haven't quite tapped into life yet. It feels like you know there's something more out there and you can't find the more. That's called oppression. And Jesus says he wants to literally lift the roof in your life. And for some of you, it's your next step. And listen to me, you're gonna take that step today before we leave. You're gonna experience liberty and freedom and life in Christ in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. amen. Come on, church, amen? amen? We want you to experience that life. And as a church in this next season, our aim is to see more and more people come to know God than ever before. Ever before. After you take that step to know God, you know what our prayer for you is? It's that you would grow. How many of you know that once you give your life to Jesus, you gotta grow? We always say, we'd like to say we, get, we wanna see people get out of Egypt, slavery, but then we gotta see Egypt get out of you, right? 
We got to get the Egypt out of you. It's called discipleship. We want to see you disciples. Do, do you know biblically how God intends for us to grow? God intends for us to grow in community. So our prayer for you is to grow in community. And some of you, listen to me, you've taken the first step. I give my life to Jesus, but now you're stuck. You're stuck. You're not moving forward into all the territory he has for you. And can I tell you, it's because you need to find your crew. I mean, you've got to find some people to do life with that you can get real with and be open with so that you can start moving forward with into everything that God has for you. Biblically, God calls you to grow in community. You've got to get people around you who love you right where you are and help you walk into everything God has. It's called your crew. Your crew are the ones that, man, they just start going deeper with you. They, you, know, you open up your life with them and you just start getting real. You know, James 5.16, scary verse, I'm going to share it with you. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another so that you might be what? Healed. It says confess your sins to one another. What's that mean? That means you show up to a small group and go, hey, everybody, my name's Chris, and my biggest sin is, fill in the blank. Here's what James is saying. He's going, listen, everybody, let's just get real. You don't got your stuff together. I don't got my stuff together. Confess your sins to one another. Just get real with one another. Like you, you don't, and if you can't, just say, I don't got it all together, then here's what happens. You're going to walk around pretending like you got it all together when the reality is you don't have anything together and you can't ever get anything together until you admit to God you don't have anything together because, listen, God wants to heal you, but he can't heal you if you keep hiding. You can hide, but you can't experience healing at the same time. And so God says, get into community and just come out of hiding. Hey, can we walk with each other and do life together? Because I don't got it all together. You don't got it all together. Let's just keep moving forward toward the one who does have it. Right? And that's what happens in community. So, so some of you, that's your very next step. And in this season, you're going to step into community and you're going to watch God start changing your life. Hey, find your crew. Find your crew. Find your crew. In this season, find your crew. By the way, they start today. Isn't that a coincidence? You get signed up on your way out. We've got a whole bunch of them. Whole bunch of different crews that you can say, but different times of the week, different locations. Go, just find some friends. Do life with one another around the personal work of Jesus. And we're going to see more people in crews than ever before in doing life. Some of you, that's your next step. Some of you got to give life to Jesus. Some of you, I mean, you just got to let yourself have some good friends because that's what's been holding you back. And here's the other thing, last thing, our ultimate prayer for you is that you discover your purpose and you would live your life making a difference. Look at me, everybody. You've got a purpose over your life. You have a gift on your life. You're gifted. You're gifted. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 6, it says, for just as each of us has one body with many members and these members are not all, don't all have the same function, he says, so too is Christ, or so in Christ, so are we. Though we are many, we form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We all have different gifts. Who has different gifts? We all have different gifts. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Listen, you're gifted. And here's what I need you to understand. This is what biblically our life is to move into. You keep taking steps until you are in the place where you know your gift and you are using that gift to make a difference in the lives of others around you. The Jews called it the Hallel life. It was the praise life, the life where man, it was just, there's nothing better than living here. Living where? Where I know the gift that's in me 
and I'm using it to change the lives around me. You got a gift in you. Some of you are good at encouraging others. Some of you are good at having mercy on others. Some of you are good at bossing around others. Come on, anybody? Like, some of you are good. Some of you are creative. Some of you, just fill in the blank. God gave you a gift for a reason. And hear me, it's not just so you'd be successful someday. It's so that you would discover significance. And significance happens when you're making a difference in the lives of others. God intends for you to take that gift and use it in the context of the body of Christ as the body of Christ is making a difference in the city, a difference in the state, a difference in the nation, a difference in your neighborhood, a difference in people's lives. You're meant to be a part of it. And it's happening all the time around here on our C teams. You know, our C teams are not just like, hey, buddy, we need some help. We need some help. Would you help? That's not what our C teams are. Our C teams are people who go, I know I got this gift. I'm really good at welcoming people. I'm good at this. And we're just giving them permission and space to live in the thing God put inside them and be a part of making a difference on a team that's making a difference. And there's nothing better. Can I hear you from you? Amen. C team, where you at? Amen. There's nothing better than just letting God use my life. This is where God wants to lead you. And I'm telling you, today, before we leave, you're going to take a step. Some of you come to know Jesus. Some of you can say, I got to get into a, into a group and a crew, get to know some people. Some of you, I just got to watch God use my life on a team. And maybe there's not a team here that fits, like your gift. That's where we go start a small group and we'll help you. Let's live that out. We want to pour fuel on what's inside of you. Please hear me. This church is not about, you know, the pastor and the staff. We're not looking for them to do something great. I'm telling you, you guys are so much better than the pastor and the staff. There's gifts inside of you. The best ministry of this church exists inside of you. And what we want to do is pour fuel on what God put inside of you so that you can watch God use you to change the world around you, to change lives around you. And I'm telling you, it is happening every single week, week in and week out here at Citizens Church. Lives are constantly being changed because of every sacrifice made by every single one of you that's been serving on a team and giving and loving and helping. And I could line up a hundred stories, but I'm gonna share with you just one. If you turn your attention to the screen. My name is Jasmine and this is my rescue story. I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional, chaotic household. At the age of 12 is when I took my first drink. At 15, I overdosed on pills, trying to take my own life. At 16, I was, um, I was still partying pretty hard and um, I was sexually assaulted at a party. And I never told anybody about it until I met my husband because I felt like it was my fault that that happened to me because I was drinking. At 18, I ended up pregnant and I had my first son. As a young mom, I knew that this was a critical time where I had to try to figure out my life, right? So I did all the things that I needed to do, but I created this separate life where I was still partying and still drinking and still doing all the fun stuff, but they were separate. All of a sudden, the lines started getting very blurry between one life and the other. At six months into my marriage, I thought maybe I was gonna get a divorce. Um, my son, my youngest son at that time, 
He couldn't even look at me half the time. Uh, he didn't want to talk to me. Our relationship was um, was dwindling away, and I thought I would be better off dead at that time. I spent a year in AA doing everything that I was supposed to do. I worked a program, I did my steps, and as nobody expected, in March of 2019, COVID hit. In recovery, really, the opposite of addiction is connection. And I lost my connection. I lost my people, my, my groups I couldn't go to in person anymore. I had a friend had just, I happened to see a post from her that she posted something from Citizens Church. I clicked on it and I opened it up and I started listening to a sermon from Pastor Chris. And this was the game changer for me. This was life changing and it was exactly what I needed. The very first thing that I heard him say was that um, God loves you right where you are. And <laughs> I was like holding my baggage, right? I'm like, I don't know if you're gonna love me right where I am because I have a lot of baggage right here. And then he follows that up and he tells you um, that God loves you enough not to leave you right there. And I knew that that was the start of my journey. So from that point on, I literally watched every single sermon that was recorded and on YouTube from Citizens and after a year, Everybody was kind of getting back together, meeting in person, and I decided I have to go and be around people again. Linda was like my very first friend and she was so welcoming and brought me in. That's what I got out of Citizens was this family that I had been missing. And it opened me up to reconnect with God again. I've just really had my life changed um, from building that relationship with God again. I was baptized. Um, right at my three-year sobriety mark, which was amazing. Before I walked into those waters, I carried a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. Um, I carried so much, I had such a heavy burden on me. And I'm telling you, when I was lifted out of those waters, it was washed away and I could keep moving forward in my relationship with God. My life now, it's amazing, I have an incredible marriage that most people would be envious of. I have, my relationship with my son is incredible and we're back to being, you know, best buds again. I've been able to bring my son, my husband, my daughter, my niece, they've all grown in this time with citizens to really know God themselves. So it's not even like it's just me, but it's been my whole family that has been here and it's, phenomenal and really my message to anyone out there if you're sitting there there's hope in these rooms there really is hope and if you're coming here and you have that shame and you have the the burdens from trauma from childhood trauma from anything you're facing addiction whether it's to drugs or alcohol or to anything else um, the minute that you, in the slightest way, can turn your head towards God and just take one step, He is going to come running towards you. You can walk, but He's going to run towards you. And, um, yeah, that's what I want people to know. And, and Citizens is going to be here, and it really is a family. And that's why, that's why.
we do what we do. That's why we do it. Because God is working through you, the church. And for some of you, God wants to tell that story in you. For others of you, God wants to tell the story through you. Over and over again. That's why I get up every morning. Jasmine, thank you for sharing your story with us. You and your husband. I remember, I remember the first time I met you guys, you and your husband was at, um, was over at the SDA when we tried doing church at the SDA. Y'all thought we were just got kicked out. We didn't. We were trying to find out another place to do church. And I met you guys. I heard your story. And it's at a, it's a time where I just needed that, like, encouragement, like, you know, you, sometimes in ministry, you sit in an office so much and you're doing this and you're doing, just to get around people and hear life again. Oh, God, just that's why we do what we do. And so thank you guys for sharing your story and thank you so much for keeping your lives open. But man, I'm telling you, we got Jasmine and we can go on down the list of life after life after life after life after life that God is working in. Hey, and if you let him, he'll work in your life too. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Citizens Church. It's our prayer that through this message, God would impact and inspire your life. If you have any questions for us or would like to let us know how God is using these messages in your life, please let us know by sending an email to connect at citizenschurch.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online and help in seeing more lives changed through the work here at Citizens Church. Thank you so much for joining us. Gotta, gotta keep on.